Right, welcome to uh, this meeting, the Planning Policy Working Group. Um, item one, apologies for absence. I think you've got a few. Uh, yes, Councillor Rolfe, Councillor Lachlan has given apologies, and I believe Councillor Dean possibly. Yep. Councillor Lodge, presumably. Okay. Councillor Harris. Councillor Davis, I think, might be. He's trying to get here. Uh, good. Okay. De any declarations of interest? Um, as the County Councillor for Great Dunmo, Chairman. Okay. Uh, minutes of the previous meeting, are they a true record? Yep. Good. They will be duly signed. Thank you very much. So, we move on to item three, which is the housing supply and five-year supply statement. Sarah's name is against it. Sarah's not here, so I guess this is Mr. Miles. Thank you very much. I beg your pardon. I was just thinking which item you wanted to talk against, and it says at the start of the meeting. So, Mr. Gregory, at the start of the meeting... Let me just set my timer so I don't run over. Right, thank you, Chair. Um, my name is Neil Gregory. I'm Chair of Great Chesterford Parish Council, and I speak on their behalf. My comments relate to both process and substance. I note the papers for this meeting were made available on Monday afternoon. I've heard the rationale that this body is merely a working group. That is at best sophistry given the essential role the planning policy working group plays in the local plan process. Just over three days to review and consider 416 pages of documentation is unreasonable and undemocratic. The residents of Uttlesford expect and deserve better. To substance, pages 48 and 49 of the document pack, Agendum 4, Focus Changes 2, 4, 5 and 9, refer to elevated risks of de delivery around west of Braintree or significant delays. In an unsolicited email to the residents of Great Chesterton on Monday morning, Councillor Rolfe, leader of the council, stated, I quote, The inspector for the North Essex Braintree Tendering and Colchester Plan has raised questions that must be answered. As UDC has a proposed site that crosses the border with Braintree, we have been advised by our QC to put this on hold until the North Essex issues are resolved. The rest of our plan can proceed. There is a discrepancy between these two accounts, which is accurate, please. Is West of Braintree on hold or not? If so, where is this stated? If not, please account for Councillor Rolfe's email statements. Paragraph 19 of the cover paper on the addendum to focus changes makes clear that Appendix 2, update of the spatial strategy background paper, is not part of the additional consultation. The revised document is some 300 pages, replacing a 30-page document. Hardly an update. Residents have not been given an opportunity to comment in these matters at Regulation 19, despite this being an integral part of the evidence base. This is improper. Furthermore, the document is error-strewn. Thus, to give two brief examples, plucked at random given the shortage of time, the comparative assessment for North Uttlesford references Cow Lane as an access point, a route already agreed to be undeliverable. The comparative assessment also states these locations have good access to the strategic road network, Great Chesterford has good access to walking and cycling facilities and is close to a rail statement. 
station. These statements are either demonstrably untrue or contradicted elsewhere in the document. In light of the uncertainty surrounding several aspects of the plan, will Council members on October 9th be asked whether the plan should go forward to inspection? That uncertainty is west of Braintree, the Government's new, new approach to objectively assess need, the Government's Garden Communities white paper and its, and its implications for Uttlesford. A pause and reflection would be prudent and democratic. Finally, I note that the local plan budget was overspent last year by £237,000, nearly a quarter of a million. Papers being published on time is the least we can expect, given the sums of money involved. Thank you. So, there are about five points in that. Uh, does anybody want to talk about... Uh, there was a delay to the publication of the papers uh, from Friday to Monday. I understand we were waiting for... One of, one of the items. We could have released the agenda. Does anybody want to comment on that? Thank you, Chair. Uh, I'd like to apologise for the late release of the papers. Um, they, the, the timing of the papers was to coincide with the publication of the papers for full council. So this matter is being discussed at full council and those papers have gone out. Um, Let's come back to my comments and how, whether they were inconsistent with what you're going to hear from officers about the, uh, the addendum for focus changes, which is the point I was referring to. Uh, numbers are going to be picked up in the body of the meeting, so let's come back to that. Um, as far as the overspend is concerned, um, an estimate was put in. Obviously, we did a Regulation 18 consultation. It raised a lot of very important points. That's the point of a consultation. Uh, a number of these had to be responded to, and that is what we've done. So it was an overspend, but the Council has got reserves to cope with this. Um, I'm sure you'll be aware that every planning authority is spending a similar sort of money. And as I said in my a message to Great Chesterford, I would be raising that with the Secretary of State, um, and I did that. So it is an expensive process, uh, an elongated process, and it's not necessarily what is delivering the government's goal of 300,000 houses, 100,000 houses per annum. Councillor Barker. Thank you. Mr Gregory, one of the comments you made was, is the council being asked on Tuesday to approve the local plan to go to the inspector? That is not what we are doing on Tuesday. On Tuesday, we are going out to consult on the addendum of focus changes over a further six-week consultation. And people will be able to come back to us and respond on that particular aspect of the plan and that one only. So that is what is happening on Tuesday. And if you look at the council papers, that does set that out. They've only just come out too. And that does have, again, the whole of the draft local plan with the proposed amendments in there. And council on Tuesday will be voting, hopefully in favour, because there is a change, to go out to consult on that proposed changes, which changes the status of the West of Braintree Garden Plan from an allocation to a contingent allocation, because until the North Essex Garden Community issue is resolved, we cannot rely on Braintree coming through ahead of us having to submit a plan. So if we were to say, well, we're going there, and then subsequently North Essex Garden Community's inspector decided otherwise, then our, 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 our arguments would fall away. So that is what we're being asked to do on Tuesday. We're being asked to consider the amendment, the, the focus changes, and to vote to take that out to consultation for another six-week period. You've got an officer over there. Mr Harborough. It is, in fact, not a consultation, but a period for representations. Thank you. 
So um, I'll give you a chance if you want to come back on the numbers and the addendum points after you've heard a, a much fuller account. On the other points, was there anything you wanted to... Do you want to put your mic on? There are two fundamental issues here. The first issue is the addendum, which is not being part of this consultation, which has gone from 30 pages to some 338 pages, as I said. As I say, that is going to be covered. I struggle to see that, which is riddled with errors. I didn't have enough time to speak, let alone, I didn't have enough time to review the document in the depth required, but I certainly didn't have enough time to speak to go through the litany of errors which I was busy discovering this afternoon, whilst I should have been doing the day job. Um, But the other point, of course, is that there is this discrepancy. Elevated risks of delivery um, doesn't really seem to quite identify the gravity of the situation in respect of west of Braintree. And I also note that the North Essex inspector's letter came out pretty much coterminous with when we went out to original Regulation 19 consultation. No, the key one was August the 2nd, which is way after. That was the third and fundamental letter. But I do think it's worth going through that, because it is a key point of this agenda, so I think it's worth going through that, because it might answer some of those queries. Could I just um, draw your attention to paragraph 12 of the report on the addendum of focus changes? Okay, let let me read it out to you then. Um, Representations will be welcomed on these focus changes and on other parts of the plan where representations arise from new information contained in the addendum or newly published evidence base. So the spatial strategy background paper you refer to is a newly newly published piece of evidence base and we welcome representations on the plan in light of that new pub, newly published evidence base. That's not what paragraph 19 says. Paragraph 19. 19 of, uh, sorry, which report? Um, paragraph 19 is referring to the employment um, evidence base. Okay. Well, um, we are we are welcoming representations on the plan in light of new evidence, both, both the spatial strategy background and the employment evidence. Okay. Um, So we'll now move to item three, housing supply, and I think you were just about to start on that, Mr. Miles. Yes, thank you, Chair. Um, First report before you this evening is an update to the Council's housing supply and the housing trajectory. The first thing to note is the exceptional number of residential completions in the year April 2017 to March 2018. In this year, there were 966 residential completions, which is a third higher than the previous year, which was previously the highest ever number of completions in the district. This brings the total number of homes built 2011 to 18 to 4,156, and it's estimated that at least another 2,496 will be built over the next five years. These completions and commitments are fed into the Council's trajectory and five-year supply calculation, 
Um, further new input into these calculations is the government's standardised methodology for calculating housing need and linked to this the new household projections that were released on the 20th of September. I'll go into further detail on those in my introduction to the next paper on the agenda. Uh, in, in relation to how they relate to the local plan uh, in my introduction to the next report on the agenda. Calculation of need uses a standardised methodology set out on agenda pages 21 and 22, indicates the need of 633 homes a year or 13,922 over 22 years, which you'll note is very close to the, the housing requirement in the draft local plan. Um, when comparing this need with the supply, we identify a five-year supply of 3.46 years if new allocations for the draft plan are excluded and 4.45 years if new allocations from the draft plan are included. See Table 5 on Agenda Page 19. Uh, please note that there is an error in the two paragraphs preceding this table, paragraphs 17 and 18 on Agenda Page 19. Um, the, the figures in these two paragraphs should reflect the table below. Uh, apologies for that. The impact on the update in supply means that for the purposes of the local plan, we have 5.1 year, 5 years of supply can be identified. <coughs> this is a, the, well, the primary difference between this 5.1 years uh, for the local plan and the 4.45 years uh, for DM purposes with the draft new allocations is the fact that the local plan incorporates a stepped trajectory um, reflecting the increase in housing that occurs when the garden communities start to come online. Um, however, this fi these 5.1 years of supply can't be used for development management purposes as the methodology needs to be tested through the local plan examination. Thank you, Chair. So, are there any questions to that? It may be worth... Uh, for the benefit of the audience who um, read about household projections coming down, just to want to put that in context. Um, so the anticipated household projection on the latest figure has come down. However, that hasn't yet been translated into the number of houses. But what you've just described is that off the back of the calculation for National Planning Policy work Framework 2, we're back to 13,900. So, and if we don't get our plan in by the 24th of Jan, then we are working to National Planning Policy Framework 2. So there's a lot of consistency around the number of 14,000. Do you just want to add to that? Thank you, Jack. Yes, I, I was planning on covering this in the, the second introduction, but I, I can cover it now. Um, the potential impact of the new household projections on the local plan are that uh, as, as you may know. On the 20th of September, the Office of National Statistics released new household projections. These are the 2016-based household projections. Um, for Uttleshood, they indicate household growth of 10,070 from 2011 to 2033. The household projections that inform the draft local plan that was, went out to a Reg 19 representation period over the summer um, is the 2014-based household projections released in 2016, which indicate a, um, a level of household growth over the same plan period of 11,430. Um, the strategic housing market assessment that um, was completed 
in July 2017 or June July 2017 translated those household projections of 11,400 odd to a housing requirement of um, 13,332 um, which we then adjusted to reflect communal, growth in communal establishments and um, an amendment to the way it was calculated through the East Hertfordshire local plan to 14,000. Um, yes, and uh, as Councillor Rolfe said, the standardised methodology way of calculating the 10,070 10, yeah, 10, household projections gets at the same pretty much the same figure of 14,000 homes. So if we were to submit the new local plan after the 24th of January and the household projections don't change and the government's methodology doesn't change, we would still have the same household with the same housing requirement in the plan. Um, I, does that make sense? It does make sense. It's, uh, um, it, it's a complicated subject, but there is a lot of robustness that our figure around 14,000 um, is the correct one. Um, and, um, and so we will uh, you know, continue to work to that. And um, we're very optimistic that we'll get our plan in before Jan the 24th. Obviously, our Schmar partners are underway. You'll have read that the East Hearts plan has been paused by the Secretary of State. Um, we understand that pause will be lifted soon. Um, but uh, they clearly will not be going through another Schmar process. So um, we, are, we are with the numbers that we have. And you know, there's a science behind them, which is reassuring. Uh, the... Um, other headline that you refer to is that we do not have a five-year land supply at the moment. That is a concern for us. So the quicker we get a plan, the better. Uh, the quicker we submit a plan, uh, the better. Uh, but that when we do, that gives us a 5.1-year uh, um, land supply, which, again, it's not a huge comfort factor, but it is, it is, in, the, it is in the right place. So I think that rather answers the numbers question. But any, if any member want to? Yes, Councillor Lees. Uh, really sorry. Going back to the care home numbers, okay, I'm a little bit confused. Are the care home numbers, are they, so, that, so we need some care home places that we made up from, to 13, from 1336 to 13,880. So the care home places, are they considered as housing numbers then or rooms for care home, home places? Because if they were care home places, could we not make that separate? and then we don't need the 500, and then we're, it's a win-win, surely? That is an option. Um, so if we wanted to have a, a separate target for care home places, yeah. um, that's something that we, we considered before the Reg 19 plan, but we, we decided not to recommend that. Because um, in addition to identifying a... If we, if we had that as a, a requirement, we would then need to ensure that we had a, a supply to meet that requirement. Um, which would be uh, would have been a complicated requirement to set out in the plan at the late stage that we are at then. But if we, if we did do that separately, then those 500 housing requirement that we'd added in, we would we'd be able to take 500 numbers off, wouldn't we? So with all the stuff with Braintree, surely that would make life a little bit easier that we've got 500 well, we're, 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 we'll hear about the Braintree bit in just a minute. No, just sorry, I wasn't about the Braintree, but I was just tr I'm, you know, trying to add the figure yeah, in. Yeah, sure. So the care home, if we changed it, 
then we'd be 500 up. So that surely would be better for us housing supply. We'd, we'd be 500 up on houses, but we'd be 500 down on care home places. Which brings its own challenge. Yeah. Um, Councillor Ranger. Thank you, Chairman. Um, we can't equate a care home space with a home because there may well be somebody still living in that home. You don't get a spare home because you create a care home place. And I think the juggling with the mathematics on a, on a subject like that really isn't worthy. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. and, and I, don't, I, I haven't heard an inspector who's, who's, who's suggested fewer houses. Um, an awful lot of them have suggested more, but n no one has ever suggested fewer. The other thing that we're very conscious of is that the uh, government is determined on this 300,000 and will find a formula that gets back to that. So uh, we, think, we think we are in a, um, a comfortable place, uh, but uh, obviously we wouldn't to want to fall beneath that. Any other questions? So this, this report is um, for noting, I believe, mm -hmm. for information, for information. So we've received it, um, and uh, obviously there's a lot of press comment about numbers, but I hope that uh, the audience and those listening have got some reassurance that, um, uh, you know, there is a you can do the calculation yourself, actually, and, um, but it, it's outlined in the report, so I hope, hopefully it gives some confidence to the evidence behind that. If there are no other points uh, on that, I will now uh, move us on to the second uh, item on our, uh, which is item four, on page 35 of the report, which is about the substantive item for tonight, the addendum of uh, focus changes to the local plan regulation uh, 19 pre-submission document. And I suggest that um, I'm sure you've got your script already written on this, so I, I don't want to change that at the last minute. But I think what would be useful for the board and for everybody listening is to understand a bit of the background, where we are and why we're here, uh, answering some of the points that Mr Gregory raised. Um, and then uh, the substantive point about what are we doing with um, uh, the west of Braintree uh, site in the context of the North Essex uh, three sites uh, and some of the con uh, um, comments that, that that inspector made and then perhaps you can deal with some of the other points that you're, all, that you're having to change in the addendum and make very clear what we are not talking about on Tuesday. So this is, it, it is not a discussion about the rest of the plan. Okay, thank you. Thank you, Chair. Um, second report before you this evening uh, recommends an addendum of focus changes to the Regulation 19 local plan. Addendum covers three issues. I will cover the Western Braintree issue in more detail before moving on to the other two. Um, so, yes, the west of Braintree um, garden community and the North Essex authorities' letters. Um, the first letter from the North Essex authority, the, the inspector into the North Essex authority, um, was published on the 15th of June, four days before the um, full council, of which our 
our Regulation 19 local plan was degree, agreed to go out to a representation period. Um, at that point in time, the um, advice we were getting from Braintree District Council was that uh, they were still pushing ahead with, uh, with, with their plan. They were going to be likely to be going for option two that the inspector had set out, which was to go away and prepare further evidence and, and come back with, uh, with the evidence to support the plan, and, and that is indeed what they ended up going with. Um, however, at that point in time, we, we had not seen the letter of the 8th of August, um, which was the, the third in a, a series of letters that he sent out. The second one was, was covering housing numbers and, and isn't relevant to us. Um, but the, the third one goes into, went into further detail on, on the options that he set out and, and um, indicated a, a additional or elevated level of risk, um, which is what the addendum that we're talking about tonight is seeking to cover. Um, and that, that third letter, as I said, was published on the 8th of August, uh, towards the end of the representation period. Um, so what the addendum seeks to do is to uh, reflect the elevated level of risk around the delivery of the Western Braintree Garden community um, and set out what measures the council will take if these delivery issues um, come to a head at some point in the future. And to summarise what the council will do, uh, as, as the addendum states, if, um, if at some point in... I'll just read it out. If at some point in the future... Um, if it becomes apparent that the Western Braintree Garden community will be significantly delayed or is not deliverable, and should that restrict the council abilities to meet the homes and jobs requirements, then the Council will undertake an early review of the local plan to, to consider how these requirements can be met. So that's, that's a, a two-fold requirement. First, the um, Western Braintree Garden community has to, have, has to be significantly delayed or turn out to not be deliverable, and that the impact of that has to be that uh, the council is unable to meet its, its housing or jobs requirements. Um, and then the consequence of that is that we review the plan. Um, so what we are not recommending is we are not recommending that the Western Braintree Garden Community is removed from the plan in its entirety. If, it, if that were the case, then we would have to uh, go away and do another search for sites to make sure that we could meet our housing requirement. Um, so that is not what we're recommending. Uh, okay, so I'll now briefly talk about the other two. Uh, so I, I'm going to oh, okay. just, just, just open it up to the group, actually. And I'm just going to ask Mr. Harborough to comment, because um, uh, you didn't mention that we'd taken Queen's Council advice on this, and I think it just might be worth Mr. Harborough um, hearing what our QC said if we didn't do this and that it was his suggestion that we did do this. 
Mike. Mike, sorry. Yes, I don't have the advice with me, so um, I will outline uh, the point that he put. Um, in the way that the Reg 19 plan previously uh, agreed uh, was uh, drafted, it certainly expressed a high degree of certainty that the West of Brentshire Garden community was deliverable. Um, and in the light of the North Essex Inspector's letter, that probably seemed to be an inappropriate basis on which to proceed. Um, we would also need to, to demonstrate how the plan would respond to circumstances other than those envisaged. I'm going to have to, it's quite clear from the, the statement of, of, uh, of the, the focused amendments that we do have confidence that the waste of brain free proposals will be found sound. Uh, but if that proves not to be the case, then uh, we need to demonstrate what the appropriate response to that would be. And that's what the, uh, the statement does. So, so these um, focus changes are very much as advised by our QC. Which is fairly key to our thinking in terms of it has come from very expert advice. I think it's worth bearing in mind that when the inspector wrote his letter, of course, he was writing about three garden communities, um, one at Colchester, uh, one at Marks Tay, as well as West of Braintree. I won't pass any further comment on that, but um, if you read it very carefully, I think you can see where his comments were particularly targeted. Um, so uh, we received uh, this advice and are proceeding on that basis. And I think uh, Mr. Miles has made it very clear what we're doing, um, and obviously I think you'll appreciate why we're doing it. Um, councillors, do you want to raise any question on that? No? Okay, I think we understand that point. And I'm conscious that there are people from... Uh, stepping in the audience um, and uh, I, I did have a conversation pretty much saying what I think Mr Miles said to the chairman of your and deputy chairman of your parish council and uh, why we're doing this and um, uh, the, the, the position that we are now in. So good. So just for those who can't hear, uh, Stepping Parish Council had a meeting uh, with Mr. Miles, which um, was, was, was helpful, very helpful, I think was the term. So thank you. Thank you for that. Uh, right. We're now, if there are no further questions on the addendum, we, uh, well, that part of the addendum, we now move on to the other part of the addendum. Has the audience got a copy, Chairman? Yeah, it'd be great if we could just circulate. Oh, you have. Good. Excellent. Thank you, Chair. Uh, yes, so um, actually before I talk about the other two parts of the addendum, uh, you'll be aware that a paper has been tabled with an additional um, amendment to SP5, uh, including reference to developers entering into a quality and collaboration partnership if there is a privately led arrangement. The, um, the table that you have with that um, additional amendment replaces focus change four on pages 47 and 48 of your agenda. Um, so now the other 
two uh, elements that are covered within the uh, addendum. Just briefly, uh, we've been recommended by our barrister to set out our strategic policies for the purposes of neighbourhood planning, a focused change 10 and the appendix to the, um, at the back of the addendum uh, set that out. And we've also, been asked, we've also been advised to provide further detail on the policy protection of European protected sites and focus changes 7 and 8 um, deal with that. Focus changes 1 through to 6 are all dealing with Western Braintree, which is the, the primary, primary thing that's being dealt with there. Um, in addition to the addendum of focus changes, the report also notes publication of two updates to the evidence base. First of these, the spatial strategy background paper that uh, Mr. Gregory was talking about, uh, to build on the document that was published in June. Uh, and secondly, a review of the employment policies in the Regulation 19 local plan. The review of the employment policies does include a number of suggested amendments to the plan. However, officers are not recommending these changes are incorporated as we consider they do not go to the soundness of the plan and that they would dilute the focus of the document. Um, I was getting to know a bit about numbers, which I've done already. Um, I, there's one, one other bit about, about the, uh, the numbers, the, household, the new household projections and the standardised methodology. As I said previously, if we were to submit after the 24th of January, um, then we'd be using a new standardised methodology. One, if we were able to submit before, on or before the 24th of January, using the new household projections, um, that, that is something that we don't have time to, to do and incorporate into the plan. If we wanted to do that, then we would need to update our strategic housing market assessment um, in coordination with our Schmar partners, uh, which would take a very long time. We would then need to rewrite the local plan, uh, taking out any sites that we thought we were able to do in order to get to our new housing requirement. That would again take a considerable amount of time, would need to be done in a fair and transparent manner. We would then need to go out to a new Regulation 19 representation period on that plan and do that all and submit before the 24th of January. That is not something that officers think, officers think is possible. It also, of course, touches on the cost point, which was raised earlier, um, which would be, it'd be hugely expensive. And uh, you'd go past the 24th of January and come back to the same number. So, Councillor Barker. Uh, Chairman, I think um, in view of the letters from the inspector on the North Essex Garden communities, I think this is a very pragmatic way forward. Um, I don't think we all want to go through it all again and again. Um, we all know that East Hearts' plan had been paused, but that, before the inspector even agreed it, had major modifications. We would be in cloud cuckoo land if we thought that whatever plan we put forward is going to go through just like that, because it would not go through like that. It would be an inspector who sits here, sees if we have the right information, given him or her enough information, and we'll decide whether our plan is sound. But I think the move forward on our approach to the west of Braintree Garden community, making it contingent on all those other things happening, I think is a very pragmatic way forward. And I do hope that Council will be able to endorse it next Tuesday. 
Well, I absolutely support that. I think it would be complete folly if we didn't do that. Um, I just want to come back to um, SP5. Um, so this is um, um, it's an important point because it, it goes to the de delivering um, these settlements as garden communities. Um, and it, it reinforces the point about partnership. But, of course, it doesn't close the door. Um, so, uh, subject to the negotiations that we have with our developers, if we need to take it further, if we need to even take it to the extent of a development corporation, that's still absolutely within um, our uh, powers and capability. But it does, it does reinforce the partnership point. So, it is, it is material and it is a, I think it's a, it, it's a good point. Could you just... Um, so that there's no misunderstanding in terms of going, I think Mr Gregory's point was 40 pages to 400. You've referred in part to some of the additional information that's, that's, that's come, that's now in. Um, other than that, um, I don't want there to be any thought that there's been any substantive change to this. You've, you've referred to the key points, uh, but you just may just want to completely clarify why we're looking at more pages. And also, perhaps you could pick up the point, which is a fair one, uh, if it does refer to Cow Lane as a route. Uh, we did uh, deal with Cow Lane on about day two of the whole process. It's nothing to do with North Uttlesford. Thank you, Chair. Um, a lot of what the spatial strategy background paper does is pull together information that tells the story of, of how we've got where we are in, in the local plan. So it goes through all the key stages from prior to issues and options cons consultation. Um, it goes paragraph 3.3 on agenda page, pages 64, 65 and 66 summarises the process that the council has gone through in I don't know, 15 or 20 bullet points. Um, so the, 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 one of the key things this document does is pulling together information that is already out there, already published. So it, might have, it has expanded the number of pages a lot, but a lot of it is not new information. That which is new information is, is the, pulling, the telling of the story and the, the pulling it together. Um, in terms of uh, any references to Cow Lane being linked to North Uttlesford, um, that's clearly not the case. The, the Council's made that clear. Um, if there are references to that, Mr Gregory didn't mention a page number, so I, I'm unable to check, but if there are, then it is almost certainly linked to the fact that it is telling a story over time, and at one point the Council did think about it and, and discard it, but in thinking about it, that would have been recorded, and it will be recorded in this Spatial Strategy background paper because of that. That's very helpful. Colleagues, any other comments on the overall agenda and your I, agenda for next Tuesday. I would concur with Mr. Miles' comments there because it was in the call for sites. The call for sites information states that the land benefits from existing accesses direct from the B184 at Park Road and Cow Lane. So that was when the site was submitted that that was what the site promoter was saying at that point in time. So I think perhaps if we can go back to the gentleman from Great Chesterfield and point out that this is historic information and this was what the uh, promoters were, were saying, rather than what we're saying. Maybe worth dropping him an email in the morning, Stephen, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, if there are no other, uh, no other points, and uh, I think um, um, this is not a, a substantive point for Uttlesford. Um, we've taken legal advice. They have just said, um, just hold your fire on this one until um, Braintree have 
proceed, and, and the other two councils have proceeded with their local plans, gone back to the inspector and got a green light or otherwise. Um, so it's very sound legal advice, but it's also common sense, I think. So it doesn't affect any other part of the plan. Uh, so hopefully uh, councillors will see it in that context. So I'll just remind you what the recommendation is and I'll then put the recommendation to the meeting. Planning Policy Working Group is a working group, not a decision-making body. A report to the full council meeting on the 9th of October 2019... That's a mistake. Um, 2018, I think you mean, um, has been published. This includes a recommendation that the addendum of focus changes be published in accordance with the town and country planning, brackets, local planning, brackets, England regulations 2012. Officers will report to full council any comments that the PPWG wishes to make. One last chance to make any comments. Otherwise, those in favour of that recommendation. Those against that recommendation those abstaining on that recommendation. Okay, I think we have a clear statement. So uh, that takes us to item five. Any other item which the chairman considers to be urgent? Uh, there aren't any tonight. Um, date of the next meeting uh, to be confirmed, but I would just point out to the audience, we haven't done it tonight uh, because all councillors are going to get a briefing on the Regulation 19 representations before the Council meeting next Tuesday. So there was no point in doing that twice. So there will be a full um, feedback on the representations, uh, which obviously is uh, important to them. Okay, uh, so at that point I call the meeting closed. Thank you very much. Thanks,